It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. And now, live from the TCL Broadcast Studios, it's Joe Suchere and Patrick Royce with Sports Talk. Actually, it's Meyer Metcalf filling in here on a, a Friday afternoon. Hope everybody's getting ready for a good weekend. A lot of fun things planned. Fellas, what do you have planned? You got big plans this weekend? Baseball, pretty much all weekend. Baseball, right? Yeah. Although, we do have breaking news. Uh, we do. I was going to segue into that. I will be taking on TC Bear tomorrow at Target Field. Okay. In the Home Run <laughs> Derby. I had asked Manny, but Manny's going to be working Saturday Sports Talk <laughs> yeah. tomorrow, so Manny isn't able to join me. And I think I'm the only member of this air staff that's actually beaten TC once. Really? Because TC's a ringer, man. Is he? Oh. He's well, Harrigan, I, Is he I did the Derby last year with Harrigan. With Harrigan. And Harrigan tied TC. Okay. Yeah. They both hit two home runs, I think. Do we know if TC's clean? I mean, has anybody ever wondered? Hey, he's a bear. Yeah. I mean, do you we know, know if he's... If he's got a little extra or something? He I, might, but he's got supernatural powers. I mean, yeah. He's legit. He just, is legit. The just pr- at some point, you got to... Why is knee test? The first time I ever did it was when I did it with Rookie. And if you ever want to feel good about yourself athletically, <laughs> do something with Rookie. Uh, that's my advice. But we did it. This would have been, it was the summer my wife was pregnant with my first son. And he's six. So this would have been seven years ago. And I was still playing amateur baseball at the time. Yeah. You killed him. Well, yeah, but it, you know, it's, you're you're hitting a slow pitch softball. Yeah, and, and then rookie looks at me and went, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "What? I'm supposed to hit a home run?" He's like, "Not that many." <laughs> so, but he did hit one. That was the one time rookie in, in doing it about 700 times. He actually did hit one that day. Did he? So I felt good that I got to be in the presence of uh, of the rook when he hit his lone home run. Well, that's fun. I mean, that's good. I mean, it's a cool. Hopefully, you win. It's, it's fun. It, it, it is. A, win. It is a cool time, and we're always happy when when the twins ask us to do it. It's it's fun. I tell you what. We're not happy about uh, Mr. Otani, oh. the uh, two-way superstar. Listen, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I, I, I'm not for the. It doesn't work, people. Like I just. It can still work. He can pitch. He can bat. He can do it. I, I just. You think, just wonder if he has to make some adjustments, right? Well, I just wonder if they're gonna shut the experiment down because to me, this is confirming all of the doubters. Uh, if you didn't know, Otani has been placed on a DL. Uh, he's got a ligament sprain in his a grade two UCL sprain. It's something in his elbow. Yeah. Um, which is never good for a pitcher, right? Maybe the the last thing you want, especially in early June. And they're going to be doing. They they did like a stem cell injection or yeah, something. Yeah, I saw they tried that. Tried it yesterday, and they're going to wait like three. They're going to reevaluate in three weeks, and that's always scary. But like anytime you hear like. 
they're going to reevaluate. That's and, scary. You know, they're going to hope for the best. And it basically most of the time always means he's going to need Tommy John. Well, right? but remember, though, they did the same thing with Tanaka because he had, I think it was even towards the end of his first year, they suggested that he got Tommy John surgery. He elected not to, to kind of wait it out, and he just came back and pitched the next he did, year. Okay. Yeah. He wasn't as good as when he was when he first uh, when he first came on came, came to the major league major leagues, but he ended up pitching okay without having to get surgery. I still think it's such a bummer because he was really, you know, getting that hardcore fan base of non baseball fans. They just wanted to see excitement to the ballpark. Oh, and, tiny, oh yeah, and he wasn't scheduled to pitch this weekend at Target Field. But even so, I think there's a lot of people that were coming just to see him maybe hit or whatever. Oh, yeah. And it's just a shame that it had to happen, especially a month plus ahead of the All-Star break, because he would have been the main attraction at the All-Star game, guaranteed. Well, and and, and to Manny's point, um, you know, this is a, a guy who we hope he's back in three weeks. We, we don't yeah. know. We don't know what the future holds. This is a guy who has such a strong uh, contingent of reporters following him from all over the world. Yeah. Obviously, there's a Japanese contingent. He can't even do one-on-one interviews. He does not do one-on-one interviews because there are so many requests He's got like this specific media schedule because there are legitimately hundreds of reporters right. who are following the Angels. You'll see it this weekend, following the Angels all over America just to keep up with him. Like that's how big he is. Huge for the sport, like you said, the casual fans. And then he's trying to do something that we haven't seen in modern baseball history, right? We we haven't seen someone try to be a two-way guy. My concern is this. I like this idea of seeing if he can do it. I hope he encourages people in the future, young guys coming up. Maybe this is the start of a trend. Maybe he becomes the modern pioneer. And my fear is this is really just going to lead to the Angels saying, we got to pick one, buddy. And the reality is you're a pitcher. That's Mm -hmm. where you're more valuable. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's what we're going to try to get out of you over the course of your career. It's cool that you can do both. It's cool that you have this unique skill set, but that's not the more valuable school uh, skill set, and therefore we're going to shut you down. And that bums me out. I, I want to see it. Tr- I want to see them try and keep this in mind too, because he came over here two years before he could have just elected to become a natural free agent. Yeah, he's making nothing. He's making nothing. the league minimum this yeah. year. He did get a three million dollar signing bonus. So and I bet he got someone's going to get to him and get to his representation and say, "Hey, here's the deal." Yeah, you either have to focus on one or the other. And obviously, because he doesn't have a position, he should become a pitcher and a really good one. And then when they play an interleague game, he can still hit when he's on the mound. But he stands to make a lot of money if he can find himself to get healthy and on the right track, because that's a that's a once in a generation arm that he has. I, I wonder if they, Myron, maybe just maybe pull the plug on him just being a three or four days out of the week DH yeah. along with pitching, and they just can still use him for like pinch hitting situations where he's not he's not in the lineup every day as a DH, yeah. and then every fifth day as a pitcher. But in certain situations, maybe you can let him come up to the plate and and pinch hit for somebody in the bottom of the ninth in a tie ball game or something like that. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's something they'll explore. But you do kind of get the sense that they're going to go the knee jerk route and just say, nope, you got to pick one. And it, and with Reaver, like what Reaver said to it, kind of makes sense from the standpoint of you know if he if he gets on track as a pitcher, yeah. and he ends up being really good, he's looking at eventually making 30-some million dollars a year oh, if yeah, he can and, keep this going. Well, and I don't know, as big as he is, 
across the ocean, right? Like mm-hmm. money ain't gonna be his issue. I, mean, I don't know what he's doing with Japanese endorsements, well, but my guess it is it will be if he keeps getting hurt. Tr- true, but I, I mean, I think ultimately the guy will make money. And as you mentioned, Reavers, he didn't come here for money. He had an opportunity to make a no. lot more money, and he didn't. This is a guy. What I love about Otani is he not only accepted this challenge, he said. I want this. And I want to earn it. I, it's yeah. not, it's not yeah. that the angels and everybody else are saying, hey, we want to see if you can do this sort of circus act. This is a guy who, you know, when, when there was talk of maybe not using him as much, said, wait a minute, guys, I want to do this. Like, let me try to do this. And Manny, what you said is reasonable. Hey, let's see if we can make some adjustments uh, and, and not shut this entire experiment down. I don't think baseball execs are reasonable, especially when it comes to a young pitcher who now has a ligament strain in his elbow. Because even if he, like, let's take the hitting portion of his game out of this. I mean, he's he throws hard. He yeah. throws 100 miles an hour. Yeah. And typically, those guys who he throw that hard, they eventually get to a point where, whether it's earlier in their career or later in their career, where they have to get Tommy John surgery or they have some sort of elbow issue because... That's pitchers who throw hard. They typically have those issues. So even if you take the hitting portion out of it, he's probably going to have to look at making some adjustments to just his pitching style anyway. Not anything drastic, but just little things here and there, little tweaks here and there to his game just to just so that he can hold up and last. Yeah, my heart, my heart says that I want to see him try. My my head says, you got to get the most out of his career. It's early June. You just can't take too many risks with a young player like that. Uh, we'll talk more about this and, and some other things happening in Twin City Sports after this. Meyer Metcalf back on uh, 1500 ESPN. Sorry, Manny and I were heavily discussing uh, the fact that my Fairball Falcon uh, <laughs> girls softball team just won the, or f- sorry, fast pitch team just won the state championships. We were talking about that because Manny's covered a bunch of these before. So, okay. Sorry for, we were, not that we were ignoring you, Myron, in any way, but we were, uh, yeah. So, congratulations to the, uh, to the girls, to congratulations. the Fairball Falcons. That's what we do. We them. just win championships, Myron. That's what we do. That's good, man. That's good. You said fast pitch? Fast pitch. You know, by mean, the way, have you guys ever tried to hit? I'm, I was a baseball player. No, I was going to say that. Um, it, it what, Jenny, was it Jenny have, Finch? Oh, yeah. What, you see that video of her uh, yes. uh, striking them. out major leaguers? Yes, oh, I've seen all, all of them. them. <laughs> Hold on a minute. Hold on. Uh, no, it's, it's, it's hard. I have tried to no. get off of high school fast pitch Can't do pitchers it. before. It's, in, it's impossible. I don't know how they do it. It's impossible. I had lined up in the batter's box. Because we're like, okay, come on. It's, yeah, yeah, I, could, I took one pitch and went, nope. I can't do it. See ya. No, no said, I'm not even going to try because I can't do yeah. it. I mean, it, it's it, it's legit. And I think it's unfortunate that like women who play a sport like softball, you have so many guys who will go, well, I could do that. And really, you couldn't. I get this a lot. I get goofballs who always ask me, I, I bet we could beat the Lynx. Me, me and my oh, buddies could God. beat the Lynx. I'm like, let me tell you something. Okay. Let, me, let me tell you something. Okay. Not only could you not beat the Lynx, right. you don't even deserve to be on the same floor as the Lynx. First and foremost, you you and your buddies are out of shape, right? And you have you're not even that good in the first place, right? But you just assume because they're women that you know you're going to overpower them. I bet Maya Moore is ten times stronger than all those goofball guys. Like, understand? Well, and not not even Maya, the best female player on the planet. 
Nate, who's number twelve on the be- you know the twelfth person? They would the be- whoop right. all those dudes. Right. Yeah. Now, yep. now, now, here's the funny thing: is like, why does it even matter? Like, why do we have to compare the links to some male team that, that's stupid? But all these guys who think they would beat them, they're, it's ridiculous to me because you have no idea the skill level, the way they shoot, the condition that they're in, mm-hmm. and they're so much stronger. They play basketball than you understand. for a living. Right. Yes, they play sh- basketball for a living. The, the, the strength. <laughs> we do it recreationally. hundred percent. And it's like there are so many people who will go and I, I accidentally, not accidentally, I went to a, I was I was at a movie and the links just happened to come in not that long ago. Um and like, so I'm walking by them all. First off, I'm like, whoa, I didn't realize how big a lot of them were and how tall. And like, they they would destroy these guys who think, oh, me and four of my, you'd get crushed. Mm-hmm. Kevin Hart, uh, after a comedy tour at UConn, took on, I think, Maya Moore and some of the players. Like, it was like an after, like a late night, one o'clock in the morning, they open the gym. And it's like Kevin Hart and his buddies from his security team and tour playing Maya Moore and like all these people who won a championship. Okay. D1 championship. And at first they're goofing around like Kevin Hart being funny. And then like about 10 minutes in, it gets serious, right? Because he realizes they're kicking his tail. They're throwing outlet passes. <laughs> they're doing pick and roll. Well, not to mention. Pick and pop. They're just crushing them. Not to mention Kevin Hart is like five foot three anyway. True. So he's what, small. what the hell did he think he was going to do? Well, he's small, but I think he thought, He's got a couple big guys on a security team. I think yeah. he thought, we'll just overpower him. <laughs> and it was like, no, you don't have the skill to even be on the same floor. Oh, and by the way, 10 minutes in, you can't breathe. And you need medical attention. Right. Because I you can't, can't run with shape. them. Here's why I bring up the links, right? Minnesota now, I believe, has the longest drought in professional sports history now that the Caps have won yeah. the, the NHL, uh, the Stanley Cup, right? Which kudos to the Caps. My question is... You always get this from supporters of the Lynx, and I'm I'm in favor of this. Why don't we recognize them? Like the, the championship run that they've had and what they've been able to do, you know, over the last five or six years is remarkable. But when people talk about sports, it's interesting to me that you just never hear them come up. Like you they don't come up the quote unquote, to justify the four. Yeah, to yeah. justify their success, especially in an area that hasn't won in thirty years. Like I would think you would want to latch on to something that says, Hey, we're successful too. But I feel like not enough people do that with this great Lynx team that's been so dominant. But because the Caps won, doesn't it go back to the the cities with the four major sports? So if you extend that to, you know, the five, like how many of those markets also have a WNBA team? True, probably, yeah, probably not many, right? Because there's Um, not, I mean, how many have all four? That's a good question. Is it 10? There's only a handful. I guess in general, it's like, for me... I don't discount the links of what they've done. I think it's been remarkable, their run. I know they're not one of the four major sports, but, you know, be, if I were from this area, I would say, hey, man, yeah, we haven't won these other sports, and that's what people care about, but the links matter, too. Uh, I, just, I just thought it was interesting that that is what people were saying immediately after the Caps won, and a lot of Lynx fans are like, hey, what about us? And I get it. I definitely get it. And it goes back to that point about you couldn't beat the Lynx. I don't care what you think about women's basketball, women's softball. They're far superior to what you might imagine. They're better than you. Well, they are so much better than you. And why do we always have to compare them? Like, why do we always have to say, well, could they beat? They're beating the best players in their league who are the best players in the world. And they're doing it consistently. Isn't that enough? And by the way, the quality of basketball in the WNBA has gotten significantly better in the last 
decade or so. Like when the league first started and Houston was winning all the titles and everything. Cynthia Cooper. Yeah. Cheryl Swoops. Swoops, Tina Thompson. Tina Thompson. You know, Houston was kind of the dominant team because there just wasn't enough of a, there wasn't a whole lot of depth in terms of the talent pool. But now the league has gotten a lot more talented. There's more teams now. And the the quality of basketball is a lot better now than what it was, you know, 20 years ago. I would pay money. If there was a video of Kevin Hart playing against the UConn there is. women's, <laughs> there it's, on, is. it's on YouTube. Oh, shut up! It's on YouTube. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, no, no. There is definitely a video. I didn't just. Yes. I, like, how do you think I knew the details? Well, I, I wasn't there. Maybe, maybe there was a story. Yeah, out there. Yeah, I didn't no, know there was actually there was a, a there was a video reviews, and you got to oh, watch it, and you have to watch it from beginning to the end because the beginning will deceive you. The beginning is just them messing around, and it looks like they're toying with the UConn women's team. Oh, come on! I just found it. And then by the end. Like, Kevin Hart has a moment where he gets really serious, and he's mad at his teammates because they're horrible, and and the the UConn women are, are just destroying them, running laps around them. Um, <laughs> it, it is, here's what a lot of people... We gotta post this. Here's what this a lot of people phenomenal. don't know either, right? A lot of people don't realize this about women's teams at the Division One level. I, I don't want to say most, because I guess I'm not sure of that 100%. A lot of them practice against men. There are men's teams at every major oh, yeah, university. Right. Yes, a former high school guys, a former guys who maybe could have been walk on, who play against these women every single day. The you know? best part of this video too is anytime he gets rejected, it goes into slow mo. Yes, yes. So you can really see him just getting. You, know, you got to watch it. You got to watch oh, it. This they, is great. They thought that they were going to have a good time with the UConn women, and they got walked. <laughs> the same way, you know. Joe and his four buddies listening now who think they can beat the Lynx, they get walked too. You know, you're you're not as good as you think no, right. you are. And I'm just tired. Of, I get questions from guys all the time about that. Couldn't we? No, actually, the, the reality is you couldn't. You could not beat them. It's kind of like when Kenny always tells me that he can skate backwards faster than I can skate <laughs> forward. It's, it's kind of the same thing. He's always yeah, that bragging about is. His footwork and how quick he is on the ice, you know, the well, glory days. I can't skate at all. I, I played uh, roller hockey. I could skate backwards and forwards with that. I wonder if I'd have a chance against the ladies if we played basketball on ice skates. Probably not. I, I don't think I would. <laughs> no, I really don't. Because all, all they would have to do is position themselves so they can throw the pass the ball to each other, and I just fall and fall and fall and fall and fall. Probably not. We'll talk more about that and others when we get back after this break. And now we're going to head out east, and we're going to get the Your Money Now report. It comes to us courtesy from Owatonna's own Federated Insurance. Here is Bruce Vale from the Wall Street Journal with Your Money Now. And not a bad way to end the week. We had small gains today as investors shrugged off concerns surrounding the G7 summit to push stocks higher. The Dow Jones Industrial Average gained 75 points, closing at 25,316. The Nasdaq Composite rose 10 points, and the S&P 500 gained 8. All three indexes did have gains for the full week, with the Dow Industrials up 2.7%. The Senate Judiciary Committee is moving forward with a controversial bill aimed at lowering drug prices. The CREATES Act would crack down on drug companies that use tactics to delay the entry of cheaper generic drugs onto the market. Would you trade in your greasy potato chips for a healthier roasted seaweed snack? California snack maker Sea Snacks is hoping you will and has rolled out Chompers, a new line of seaweed chips in flavors including barbecue, jalapeno, and onion. Chompers are made from sustainably harvested seaweed and are free of trans fats, cholesterol, and high fructose corn syrup. 
I'm Bruce Vail with your money now on 1500 ESPN. Hey, way to back up to the pay window. You could have killed another 15 seconds. Well, yesterday you complained I went too long. Make up your mind. (laughs) Have a good weekend, Bruce. Uh, We'll talk to him again on Monday a couple of times. Checking traffic here. This one's sponsored by Indeed. Uh, The outbound crowd's obviously clustering. Northbound 35E backing it down north of Main Street in Hugo, riding the brakes through Forest Lake up to Highway 8. Uh, in Maple Grove, West 94, northbound 494, both of them slowing prior to the Fish Lake split. Things don't shake loose until you clear Bro- uh, Brockton, but the rejam still in place between 101 and the Crow. Are you hiring? With Indeed, you can post a job in minutes, set up screener questions, then zero in on qualified candidates in an online dashboard. Get started at Indeed.com slash hire. What? You can't expect me to step all over this. Sorry, you gave me short notice. I just want to <laughs> shake my ass when this is on. No, no, we, we don't want that. Wait a minute now. My daddy Speak for yourself. <laughs> all right, what I, the reason I'm here is I wanted to get in a couple more traffic items before John steps in. Westbound 494, bad 77 over to Xerxes. That's due to a wreck on the shoulder there. In downtown Minneapolis, westbound 94 had a medical at 11th. It's a 16-minute drive between the downtowns. Eastbound between 11. Nice. I like that. You're my boogeyman. You hit the horn. What are we talking about? I don't know. (laughs) Just call me your traffic daddy, Myron. Hey, hey, hold on now. Hold on a second, everybody. I'm just filling in. Don't cost me this opportunity. You're either all in or you're all out. That's the deal. Don't worry. I get the blame for everything. I don't know what we're talking about, but let's hear the sports update. Thanks, Myron. (laughs) Cloudy is 71 degrees. Twins Angels open up a three-game weekend series tonight at Target Field. Lance Lynn on the mound for the Twins. Garrett Richards goes for the Angels. Uh, Speaking of the Angels, today they put Shoei Otani on the 10-day DL with a grade 2 sprain of the ulnar collateral ligament in his right elbow. He's already received a platelet-rich plasma injection, according to the Angels. He will be reevaluated in about three weeks. Go for baseball team will begin a three-game series this afternoon. In fact, about a half hour from right now against Oregon State at the Beavers' Goss Stadium in Corvallis, Oregon. It's the Beavers' seventh Super Regional appearance since 2005. The winner advances to the College World Series on June 14th through the 27th in Omaha. Uh, today's game is a 4 o'clock game. Uh, tomorrow night's game, 8.30, and then it's a best of three. So if they have to play Sunday, that would be an 8 p.m. game. College World Sunday. Series is on my, it's on my bucket list. I've heard, like, I've heard that is an amazing event. Yeah. It looks every time you yeah, watch it, the stadium, everything about it looks fun. Uh, Golden State at Cleveland on this station tonight. Game four coverage starts at 7 p.m. Golden State, of course, uh, leads that series three games to none. It's, it's over tonight, right? There's no chance. Yeah, it's it's been over. Yeah, yeah it's probably. LeBron's done. already talking like a guy who uh, is ready to go. I just want yeah. him to win one game so I don't have to pay it off a $10 bet that I no, made with a guy. It's not just, happening. Dang it. Your bet was that they just need to win one, right? Right. Chris, oh. I'll pay you 10 bucks just to shut up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. News notes from today with Representative Keith Ellison's decision to run for state attorney general and six DFL candidates still vying to fill his vacancy. The 5th Congressional District DFL has decided to call for a special convention. Party announcing that convention will take place June 17th at the Clara Barton Open School in Minneapolis. The party said in a statement, Congressman Ellison's decision to run for attorney general has resulted in a great deal of confusion and interest regarding how the DFL party will handle the primary election to fill his seat. The elected delegates of our party unit deserve the chance to express their opinion in the primary race and if they so choose, endorse a candidate. 
Uh, so far, State Rep. Ilan Omar, former Minnesota House Speaker Margaret Anderson Kelleher, State Senator Patricia Torres Ray, State Senator Bobby Joe Champion, Frank Nelson Drake, and Jamal Abdi Abdullahi are running on the DFL side. According to the party, the decision to hold a special convention was supported by an overwhelming majority of the 5th Congressional District DFL Executive Committee. Uh, this is kind of a weird story. Continuing to draw on his clemency powers, President Trump said today he might soon pardon Muhammad Ali. Huh? Okay. Well, there's, there's a problem there. There's nothing to pardon him for. <laughs> Ali was convicted in 1967 for refusing to report for induction into the U.S. military during the Vietnam War. He took this, of course, to the Supreme Court, who overturned this is fun. the I'm conviction. Sorry. So there it's is fun. There is no conviction. I saw the tweet today, and I, I, I seriously thought that somebody hacked his account. No, he, he actually said it. He, oh, in, yeah. he, as he was, a press conference. I yeah. saw a tweet and where he named a bunch of other people, including really? Muhammad yeah. Ali. Yeah, he told the reporters uh, at a uh, when he stopped. At and the then I saw a tweet where he went on a rant about uh, the speed limit in Canada being in kilometers and not miles per hour. I was didn't that, see that. Was that real? Are you serious? I did not. I don't know see if I'm sure that was not. not rookie. I, that's I kind of got the feeling this has got to be a joke because he said it's not fair to the American truckers. Only he spelled fair F A R E. Nah, hmm. that that had to it'd be a fake account of some sort. That had been like a Trump parody account. Yeah, or something. Okay, thank goodness. Uh, it really scared me. See now I got to look it up though. Ron Tweed, an attorney for Ali who died in 2016, pointed out the U.S. Supreme Court overturned Ali's conviction yeah, in 1971. That was a huge, huge case and a unanimous ruling. The movie court- about it. Court found yes, that the Department yes. of Justice had improperly told the draft board that Ali's stance was not motivated by his Muslim religious beliefs. Uh, Tweed said, in a, uh, Tweel, excuse me, said in a statement, "We appreciate President Trump's sentiment, but a pardon is unnecessary. There is no conviction from which a pardon is needed." Now, what Trump told reporters was, "And hey, look, he was popular or not very popular then. Certainly, his memory what? is popular now. That's why he wanted to pardon him." Uh, yeah, Kenny, it was, it was not a joke. He, uh, yeah, she. Can you he actually read that? Can I re- read, read the, the tweet? tweet? And I don't want to go on a, uh, obviously, I don't want to go on a political thing here. But 651 646. <laughs> no, please. No, I'm not, no, I'm not taking either side here, but read that tweet. You do tweet. that, Reavers, you're answering this nope. one. Yeah, read the tweet. <laughs> no, I'm not. I am heading for Canada and the G7 for talks uh, that will mostly center on the long-time unfair trade practice against the United States. From there, I go to Singapore and talks with North oh, Korea, blah, blah, blah. That's then, not that's something one. else then. Yeah. I just saw Canada. And was just yeah, like, no, okay. that's not the one. Okay. I'm relieved. Uh, Anthony Bourdain, the TV celebrity and food writer who hosted CNN's Parts Unknown, found dead in his hotel room today in France while working on the series. He was 61, found unresponsive by friend and chef Eric Repair near the French city of Strasbourg. The death is being called a suicide. French prosecutors said Bourdain apparently hanged himself in a hotel in the small town of Kyersburg. He first achieved celebrity status after the publication of his best-selling book in 2000, Kitchen Confidential. The book created a sensation by combining frank details of his life and career with behind-the-scenes observations on the food industry. He went on to host several TV travel shows, including No Reservations and most recently Parts Unknown, which is still running on CNN. In fact, the 11th season currently running. He was in France shooting an episode for the 12th season. CNN said it has not made a decision yet on whether to proceed with the current season. Bourdain was twice divorced, has an 11-year-old daughter from his second marriage. Sad story. Very sad. Really sad. Uh, Fox News contributor and syndicated columnist Charles Krauthammer says he has only a few weeks to live. He has an aggressive form of cancer. Krauthammer disclosed his doctor's prognosis in a letter released to colleagues, friends, and viewers today. 
He said he underwent surgery in August to remove a cancerous tumor in his abdomen. Well, he thought it was thought to be successful. He said there were complications that he was overcoming. However, he wrote recently, tests revealed the cancer had returned and is spreading rapidly. Krautheimer says he will leave this life with no regrets. The 68-year-old was paralyzed below the neck in a diving accident, yet graduated from Harvard Medical School in 1975 and practiced psychiatry. He later developed a career as a Pulitzer Prize-winning author and commentator. Montana wildlife officials have captured and relocated a three-year-old grizzly bear that prompted a call for a refund at a small-town golf course. Hmm. Golf course manager Michael Martin told the Great Falls Tribune a woman ran in from the first hole, said there was a bear on the course, and asked if she could have her money back. <coughs> State bear management specialist Wesley Sarmento took care of the hazard on the nine-hole Pondera uh, golf course in the town of Conrad. How much Montana. was that green fee? Was it? You think it was like four bucks, five bucks? Right. We're talking <laughs> with nine, cart. We're talking a nine-hole. Nine-hole in Conrad, Montana. Part three, probably. <laughs> And uh, I, I've been to Great Falls. There, there, there's bears there. You know, it's Montana. You can find one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to find one. No. <laughs> Weren't we just talking, like, earlier this week or last week, Royce was talking about they got bears. Now, like, we're seeing bears in, like, Burnsville now oh, or something yeah. like that. Oh, they're yeah. out there. Yeah. Yeah, they're Th- everywhere. Those are those pie-eating black bears, though. Those <laughs> bears. It's like having a big, fluffy dog. They're, they're really not that harmful. Uh, the bear weighed about 375 pounds, was tranquilized. It's uh, more than did, pies, 375. Mm-hmm. A few hams. <laughs> it did release it on the west side of the country. KFC, a minute. <laughs> bear stopped my Popeyes. Dang it, now I want KFC. <laughs> <laughs> Biscuit-eating bear. Oh. <laughs> I wish I would have thought of that. That's beautiful. That's those biscuit-eating bears. <laughs> John, do, are you going to give me a minute here? Sure, if you want. All right, I want to talk about these closures coming this weekend oh, before oh we break boy. away. Kenny, how come it's taken me so long to get into downtown? <laughs> Shut up, Francis. Uh, 94 will be closed between 394 and 35W. It's tonight through early Monday. And the big news here, when it reopens on Monday, the eastbound 94 ramp, are you listening, Manny? This affects you. The eastbound 94 ramp to southbound 35W oh, will God. be gone. Three years it'll be gone. Uh, oh, northbound wow. 35W shutting down just overnight, though, on Sunday uh, between the Crosstown and downtown. And uh, this is really significant. The 35W ramps to and from downtown Minneapolis, you know, Grant, 11th, 5th Avenue, all of those close tonight and will remain closed for the rest of the summer. Northbound, thankfully, reopens this fall. But those southbound ramps out of downtown to southbound 35W, uh, they're going to remain closed for a few years. And now I know a lot of you locals are thinking I can get around these closures just fine by using Hiawatha, Portland, Park, Lindale, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> don't, don't do that. Just go out to Highway 100 and use that detour. Uh, I, I live in South Minneapolis, and I see when 35W gets shut down, Hiawatha turns into a parking lot. Yeah, it'll yeah. take you an hour. Because there's lights. Yeah, yeah it'll take you an hour to go from the cross got, town into the, downtown. The, there's the light rail going down there, and That's people are trying to turn, and just, they're waiting for the train to cross and all that. A Hiawatha yeah. Cedar, bad, bad, so, bad options. So, Kenny, if I were to, because I have to take 35W to Burnsville, my morning job. The key? So, if could I go... Could I get get on 35, like, say, from a different place in Minneapolis? Like, if I went... Um, yes. Like, if I came over, like, towards this way. Yes. And where, you know, you get... Um, 
you go over by like where Roseville is and you take, can I hop on 35W that way and go and just go straight through? If you want to cut a, cut through Northeast and hop on. Right, like, yeah. That's what I was thinking. That's, That's what, what I was thinking. I mean, yeah. Yeah, you could do that. Okay. Uh, you still have to work your way through downtown. Uh, and it depends. You're leaving really early morning, right? Yeah, usually about eight o'clock. Not, oh, not super that's, early, but Manny, that's it's, that, that's not early. Well, people well, working I mean, there—that's the peak of the rush. People yeah. working their way through traffic right and now. Probably I, aren't yeah. looking forward to it, but uh, I guarantee you that route is going to suck if you go over. Oh, yeah. if you go, it already the, sucks. Yeah, just hide even out before here. all this just stuff. Camp out here, just just sleep here. That's yeah. what I would do. Yeah. Just, anyway, just sleep here. Good luck. We'll yeah. be back after this. Meyer Metcalf back on 1500 ESPN. Uh, I'm disappointed, man. Manny Reavers, I'm very disappointed. Uh Uh-oh, what happened? I have defended Terrell Owens as much as anybody. (laughs) Um, When he didn't get in the first two times, right? It it was third time's a charm for him, I believe, right? Was it even more than that? Was it three times? I think think it was three times. Third time was a charm. Um, I I was definitely vocal about saying, look, man, Randy Moss, to me, is the uh, greatest specimen that I've ever seen on a football field in modern football. Um, clearly a Hall of Famer. Uh, clearly, to me, the most talented receiver. One and of the best history. athletes to ever play football. One of the best yeah. athletes. He's in that Bo Jackson, Jim Brown, Deion Sanders kind yep. of caliber, right? Um, with Ter- Terrell Owens, to me, it was always... We never saw someone play at a high level for as long as he did. I think he had the record for seasons with at least 750 yards or more, 12 consecutive seasons. Jerry Rice and Randy Moss didn't do that. Um, so I think Terrell was sort of that blend of elite receiver who did it for a long time. Yeah, he bounced around, but had a ton of success. The numbers is, are there. The numbers are there, which is why, unless it was a personality thing, which it was, he should have been a first ballot Hall of Famer. Now he gets in. With this distinguished class, Brian Dawkins, uh, Earl Acker, uh, Randy Moss, Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis, yeah. And he gets invited to Canton, which, is there a higher honor in sports for a retired player? I mean, is there anything bigger than being in Canton? I know the, I know the Baseball Hall of Fame and other hall, Halls of Fame are big, but I don't think there's a bigger honor than Canton. And what does Terrell Owens do with it? He says, sorry, I'm not coming. Uh, he's going to do his own event. Uh, he's going to announce it at some point. And this is a guy messing up his next chapter. There are so many retired guys in NFL history who understand how to, you know, approach retirement the right way, make a little money for themselves, remain relevant. How many guys are in TV? How many guys are endorsing products? Terrell Owens could be that. He has that personality. Uh, he has that profile. I think people still are intrigued by him. And this ruins it all. Because now all the people in your corner who are so happy to see him get in, who are so happy to see him get recognized by the Hall of Fame, are going, you just wasted it. Mm-hmm. We supported you, and now you're responding like this? I understand he wants to wants to stick it to the man or you know stick it to the reporters who didn't give him a chance the first time. This is not how you do it. I agree with you, and I think he should be there just just because if if you're going to receive an honor in that regard, you should at least respect your profession to, Absolutely. That, to that level. But here's what I will I will go one step further. 
the now the voters that are now coming out. I think Gary Myers was chief among them, yeah. but there was a couple that have said, "Well, now I'd change my ballot." Why? Why does it? Why does that change? Yeah, so, I don't. But but hear but but hear me out. So in your mind, you're now making it about. You hundred which, which it always was, yeah, right. And that's the problem that I have. I with agree. It. it isn't. It's never. And Pat and I will argue about this because he's a baseball Hall of Fame voter, and so, and Pat's not one of them. But some of these guys that have a vote make it about themselves, and it's not. My God, it's no. about the athlete, well, and it's yes. about the distinction of being a Hall of Fame player. And that's my, how it should be. And my thing with To too, by doing this, by not, by saying you're not going to go, you're not going to actually show up at Canton. Now all he's doing is. Like what Reaver, to, to piggyback off of what Reavers just said, now he's giving all of these pompous, whatever writers and voters, he's giving them ammunition because now he can, now those guys can sit back and say, yep, see, this is why, this is why he got held exactly. out for as long as he did because look, look at, look at what he's doing now. He's just giving them more ammunition. And I feel like he's blowing an opportunity to go up to the podium with yeah. his gold jacket on. And quite frankly, stick. He can stick it to those guys. Just do it up there. Way. Just go up there. And exactly. Just do it up guys. there. You Take can't shot. turn it into a fifteen-minute double gun salute. Yeah, to man. Everybody. You can't there. do it when you don't Take, show up. Take the shots at Skip Bayless that you've been. That you know, you can't Skip Bayless do it. has been the chief guy and ripping yeah. you for yeah. for a decade plus. It's just Take, a go shame. Up and take your it, shots at it. Just do that. That's and your thank your fans. Thank your fans. Thank the people that made you who you are and who supported you. The, the the people who didn't vote for him don't represent the people who've been behind him. Because there are there a, are lot, a of people, lot of people. Yeah. There are a lot of people who thought it was ridiculous that he wasn't a first ballot guy. Because there are a lot a of people lot that of people. do want to see him up on that podium so with now that gold jacket on. And now you're disrespecting us. Now you're disrespecting the people who said T.O. should have been in. All because you want to send some sort of message. He just doesn't get it. And this just seems this just seems very petty on his part. It just and, seems very childish and petty. It's like who is he helping? And yeah, you know, the real like, shame on, of all of this is, too, is no one's going to remember him as the great receiver. They're, they're, this is what they're going to remember. See, he yeah. doesn't get right. the smart retired players who understand how to create that next chapter because after you leave the NFL. Here's he's a, missed his opportunity. And here's the other thing, T.O., you only had to wait three years. That was, uh, Think of the guys, other guys that have had to wait Ray longer. Guy, I mean, Ray Guy had to wait how long? The punter. I mean, Sure. He, there's so many guys. Or, other guys, guys, the guys who elected after they passed away, or and the guys who never guy, get in. You yeah. got I was just gonna say, you got a guy <laughs> like Jim Marshall. Oh come on, one man. of the greatest defensive players of all time, who is still forty years after being done, waiting. still still waiting to yeah. get his call. I'm disappointed in T.O. More after this. Myron Metcalf back here. 1500 ESPN. Uh, I try to be transparent on the radio. Uh, you know, talk about who I am as a person inside, outside the studio. I made a mistake uh, recently. Uh, somehow I let slip to my daughters uh, about what my old rap name was. Oh, no. Um, my rap career wasn't long. It wasn't long. <laughs> it was very limited. I had my boy Yif Talk, who it was like the late 90s where he got one of those fancy computers and like one of those like old school oh, yeah. studio yes, equipments and yes. then he bought like an old microphone and we had a group. The problem when you form a group is you got to come up with rap names on the spot. Yeah. You can't, there's no time, there's no Wu-Tang name generator online at the time. You got to come <laughs> up with a name on the spot. Um, 
And I did, and you know, I, I, and I let it slip, and now my girls, I feel like, are using it against me, and I don't. Of course, I don't know they how are. I feel That's what kids that. do. Yes. I don't know how I feel about it, though. But I mean, <laughs> hey, let me have my childhood. You okay? If I said come up with a rap name right now, it'd be hard to do, right? Mm-hmm, That's the yeah. situation I was in in like '97. Wait, Gift Talk had the equipment. I got it. What, what you got? I'm Nilla Wafer. Yeah, I don't. <sighs> You regret that. You would regret that. I got Manny. You would regret that. that. <laughs> Manny, you got a rap. What would your rap name be, Manny? Would you have one? Oh gosh, I can't even see. That's Yiftok was the producer. Really, <laughs> he, he was the producer because he had the computer, right? Yep. And you know, everybody had a cool name. My buddy came up with one, Ill Skill. Ooh, that's good. Which was a really the best rap name ever, right? Another buddy of mine, the Cat, because that's actually what we called him. He was the Cat. Then it was on to me, <laughs> and the name I came up with was. M diggity. Now, now that's all I had at the time. Okay, it wasn't like I had any Off any opportunity head, right? to research. Did you? Did you Listen, uh, I had, uh, my rap career was like three <laughs> months long, and I didn't have a lot of time to think about it. I let that slip, and now it's being used against me in my own house, and I don't like that. Don't like it at all. We'll be back after this. So we-